Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. All right, let's get into this FIBA World Cup. I mean, have you been watching hoops or what, coach? Uh, not at all. All right. Well, then I guess we'll start about football. That's a good good topic. I guess. Here we are. Welcome hey, back. Hey, great to see all you guys in person. Buddy, yeah. it's great to be seen. Great to be seen. It Sorry you couldn't great. kick it with us last week. But. Hey, at my age, it is always good to be seen. No doubt. No doubt. So we're talking about the upcoming season here. We're going to get predictions and all the things. You were chopping at the bit to tell me what you thought about Arkansas. Yeah. We had a pretty uh, heated debate. We There was some uh, condescension going on between me and Wes and our uh, morning producer, Josh Neighbors, and some uh, disagreement. And... Um, there's a lot of unknown, I feel like. This is the most unknown SEC West I can think of in recent history, where I feel like there's a lot of question marks with most of the teams. I mean, give me a team and I'll give you a, I'll give you a question mark. I mean, Alabama's replacing a quarterback. Correct. LSU maybe has fewer than some others. They That's maybe right. have the best defensive player and one of the best quarterbacks. They've got and, – and we all like Brian Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, a m with the, the new A&M, they all have yeah, yeah they all yeah. have question marks yeah so and Arkansas, although we see the quarterback, the running back room, which I think is as deep as anybody in the country, um you know you you've got a bunch of unknowns at receiver, mm-hmm. you've got guys that are moving up uh come with great pedigree from division two and you know f c s but haven't done it against SEC, you know, quality competition week in and week out, you got two new left tackles, so that's the offense, you, you got, got new coordinators on defense, you got new coordinators. On defense, yep. uh, and a collection of tremendous-looking athletes and good look. I tell you, the MVP going into the season is the new strength and conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. That guy I thinks made a difference, and I mean, they they just they they look like dudes now. I mean, and they had some last year, but they look like dudes across the front, uh, particularly on defense, and they're deep there. But you've got unknowns at linebacker, um, and two got, transfers there though. Yeah, you got two transfers, but again. Not against Alabama and Georgia and LSU and you know some of those people, uh, UCF though. I mean, yeah, in Cincinnati, Cincinnati, yeah, yep. So, but a collection of tremendous athletes in the back end, uh, a good looking football team, but they hadn't all played together yet, mm-hmm. and that's the problem to me with NIL and the transfer portal. And I've had several discussions with current head college football coaches. Culture takes the back seat. Culture takes the back seat because you don't see a bunch of KJ Jeffersons anymore that'll come in and redshirt or you know whatever, and then they're four and five year guys. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of one and two year guys now, and so something has to give, and and that's the challenge I think for coaching staffs is creating the culture and the standard that you want day in and day out when people are looking and when people aren't looking in the off season, mm-hmm. summertime, and uh, that's a huge challenge. So. Um, can Coach Pittman, can Lane Kiffin that have gone heavy in the transfer, can those guys pull together their football teams uh, to, 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 to create a good football team? 
and not just a collection of individuals. We haven't talked about Enos either. So what, what do you what do you think of him the first time around, and what do, what are your expectations this year now with KJ? Well, I think he's a really good football coach. I think he's a technician on the quarterback side. Um, he has an opportunity because all, all quarterbacks are still growing when they're in college. You know what I'm saying? They're still growing. They're developing. So he has a chance to really put a finishing touch on KJ as far as his technical development, how he sees the field, pr- preparation, those kind of things. Look no further than what he did at Maryland, though. Was it Maryland, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where he was the coordinator. I mean, mm-hmm. they put up big, big numbers, and I mean, they play good people week in and week out. And so, uh, I think it's a great fit for him to come back. There's obviously a lot of um, familiarity with him. I think uh, Pittman and him were assistants together for a year or two. Is that right? right? And mm-hmm. then, of course, he goes off and does his thing at Maryland, which they put up huge numbers. So, I think it's a great fit. Arkansas has seven guys from the portal starting in the two deep that came out yesterday, 14 in all in the two deep. Uh, So either they've hit on these guys or the team was in really bad shape. Well, I I think when you're in Rome, you do like the Romans do, and and everybody's going into the portal, and you you have to play that game. And so – they needed to upgrade certain positions. They knew that. They needed to get bigger and deeper in the defensive line. They had huge losses at linebacker, a lot of production there. They haven't solved the corner problem in 20 years uh, consistently, mm-hmm. you know, since Batman and Richardson, I guess, were running around back there, you know, really. And so they've been good players, don't get me wrong, but then you lose the young man from Clarendon during the offseason. So you really had to go hard in the portal back there, safety as well. So, um, if you're wanting to upgrade your football team immediately and you feel the pressure to do that, then you have to go into the portal, and that's what they did. Three of those starters are in the secondary. That's right. That's right. Okay, so, so you've been in these games before, Coach, um, <clears throat> where you're walking into what is on paper a complete mismatch. Yep. More what? pressure in those games than when you play Alabama, in my opinion. It doesn't matter where I coached. You always felt more – when I was at Louisiana Tech, we played Northwestern State. Huge game. It used to be the old state fair game when Terry Bradshaw on that. It was a huge game for the alumni. You felt more pressure to win that game than you did whoever you were playing the next week, mm-hmm. Nevada or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Um, you just got to take care of your business. You got to take care of your business. And so the players are sitting there going, okay, well, we've got BYU in two weeks and LSU, you know. And, and they got month. Kent State next week. I'm but, sure yeah, they're looking right. ahead to no, that. No, they're not looking ahead to that. But, <laughs> but, um, you just want to see a clean, injury-free football game by the team that should win. And I think they're 35-point favorites. Go win by, you know, 35, 40 points. You're pretty old school. You probably did not tell your team, look, you guys are significantly better than these guys. We need to go out and execute. Did you ever have those conversations? I actually did. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you'd be honest with your team. Look, we're a better football team, but now you got to go out and do it. You know, and this is the first time, and Wes alluded to this, a bunch of new players on the team. Here's the standard of how we prepare. On game week, here's the standard of how we travel. These are the expectations, okay? And I don't care who we're playing. These won't change from week to week. So let's go down to Little Rock, bus, fly, hitch ride, whatever, and and, and, and let's go handle our business. But I felt more pressure uh, playing an inferior team because there's such expectation to dominate. Let's just say they do dominate. How much do you expect the starters to stay in there in order to get – some reps considering all the changes. Yeah, I mean, I think that's hugely important that they take care of business early and sometime maybe in the third quarter you see Chris Well at quarterback, you start seeing some of the down-the-line guys, your backups, because they will become very important as you get further down the schedule. So mm-hmm. uh, if if Arkansas is in a dogfight in the fourth quarter, then it's not going as scripted. Right. 
All right, so let's talk about expectations for the season. We need to move on to some other schools, too. Yep. You tried to give it to me last week, so give it to me this week. What What do you anticipate for Arkansas with four non-conference games that are going to be heavily favored, favored to win, a brutal four-game stretch, and some toss-up games outside of that? You know, I travel around the state doing some different things, and, you know, people are throwing out nine wins and more and that kind of thing, and they count Missouri's that win. We're two and nine or two and eight or whatever it is against seven against Missouri. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are some 50 50 games. Now, you do have Missouri at home this year. Um, I think seven and a half is realistic. Um, I think if you have eight wins, it's a really good year more than that. And I'm talking about the regular season. Right. Um, I mean, you've got LSU, you've got Alabama that's on the road, LSU on the road. Um, We've been debating A&M. You know, A&M. We don't know how good they're going to be, yeah, but if they're I mean, as good as they could be. They have recruited extremely well, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, and haven't had a ton of success in that game in, in Dallas. Is that right? I mean, not a ton of success. So, not, not lately. Not since yeah. Katrina left. Yeah. So um, Should be on a two-game winning streak. That's true. true. Okay, but, let me ask you this. So I'll say seven and a half. That <clears> may not be wildly popular, but. No, I think that's great. I, I think that's I think that's about where, you, where they are. Now, Christian, how about for a question today today? If if I offered you eight and four right now, would you take it? And I don't know that a lot of fans would, but I think a lot of fans. I think I would, and I think plenty of fans would. But I mean, if you could go four and four in the SEC, you're a pretty good football team. I would say so. You're a pretty good football team. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you take eight and four today? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I with with a chance to win a ninth game in a bowl game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But now seven would be frowned upon. I think. Yeah. You know, as as under expectations. Yeah. If you win six. I would think most people would consider it a huge disappointment. Yeah. Um, so I think seven and a half is a fair number. I think that's right. With, with their schedule. Mm-hmm. With their, yep. You know, with their road schedule in particular. Arkansas State opens against, speaking of a team with question marks, <laughs> Oklahoma. Yeah. Top 25, yep. largely because of the name on the yep. on the jersey, probably. They yep. struggled last year. I think most people expect them to be a little better this year, but how much better, I don't know. But everybody does. We don't know what to expect from Arkansas State either. Yeah. I mean, you know. Year two, new coaching staff, the defense coordinator, Venerables, come over from Clemson. You got to think Oklahoma's going to be better. Now, is eight and four better? Nine and three? I don't know. But you would think the standard there is minimum of eight wins at Oklahoma. I mean, minimum eight wins uh, with the tradition of that program. ASU, new quarterback, a bunch of new faces. Wes and I, you were talking off air. I mean, um, they've got to be feeling a little bit of the pinch up in Jonesboro. You know, attendance has been way down. They have, they have spent a f- small fortune in, in upgrading facilities and coaches' salaries, you know, and all those kind of things. So um, I think they need to get, you know, to show some progress to the fans, four or five wins. I mean, five wins, really, but can they get that? It's a tough schedule. The Sun Belt, by the way, just got a whole lot tougher when you bring Marshall and, you know, some of those folks back into it now. So um, yeah, it's a tough get right now in Jonesboro, I think. But, okay. you know, I think if, if, if you win five games this year, that's tremendous progress, but of course you know, open up at Oklahoma. That's that's a tough get right off the bat. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, you look through the schedule. It's finding five wins is tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, that's not a knock on them. You're right. Their nope. schedule is hard. Yep. Uh, UCA's got a very challenging schedule as well, and we were we've talked about this already. And Rex pointed this out at the Touchdown Club yesterday too. Yeah, three Arkansas teams opening their schedules All in Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Yeah. this week, yeah. Yeah. and then a whole bunch of uh, Division two games over there too this week. So. Um, you know, UCA, look, the sky's the limit as far as expectations go. When you look at the talent, it's certainly understandable with what they have returning. Nine on, nine on offense, nine on defense. You bring in an All-American running back who's very versatile. Um, so, I mean, expectations are through the roof up there. 
and look, I'm not trying to pin anybody, you know, in a corner, but you know, I watched practice a week or so ago, and uh, and I told Coach Brown, and then that that's as good a collection of athletes that I've seen, and I coached there 14 years. Coach Campbell had a nice run for four years. It's as good a collection of athletes, and again, you do have some transfer kids, but a lot of kids are homegrown or have been there for a couple of years now. So. How you mesh all those egos together, that running back room is really talented and really deep. I think you'll see more two-back sets. Uh, you may see Colin James a little bit more in the slot and, mm-hmm. and, and playing an H-back type position. They're going to be very – he's going to be a very versatile piece for them. But, I, you know, I, I put the number at uh, eight and a half in Conway. Mm-hmm. You know, um, of course, that's an 11-game schedule, so that's pretty dead gum yeah. high. And, uh, and I think Coach Brown would – he would embrace that. I yeah. mean, you know, he, he embraces that. That's the thing you love about Nathan. He's just so positive. But, hey, you got Oklahoma State <laughs> on the road, North Dakota State on the road, Southeast Missouri, a conference champion coming into your place, a very talented football team with a lot of pieces. Yeah, top ten. Yep. Eastern Kentucky, who has kind of had UCA's number the last, you know, three years or so. Mm-hmm. Tarleton State, who I think could be the sleeper as far as being a spoiler in that league. And then you finish the season at Austin P pretty good football team too. No so tough schedule for them but yeah. i think they can win eight or nine and, and maybe challenge for the conference championship i love that um yep. uapb obviously new coach and i'll tell you we were very impressed in our visit with him mm-hmm. and excited to see if he can get the lions back on track <clears throat> yeah coach hampton is an impressive guy and again he is in the formation stage year one of setting a standard setting expectations of how they go about their business on a day-to-day when people are looking and when people aren't looking so i don't know if it'll show up this year in the one loss column um, but I think you'll see a better football team. And then as you move forward, I think the foundation will be laid for them to maybe do some really nice things in the future. Mm-hmm. I think you got the right guy there from what I understand. Yeah, no, we're big fans. Uh, how about the GAC? I mean, same old, same old, right? you got Harding and Washtenaw sitting there at the top of the top of the heap. Yeah, I, you know, I listened to the piece with Eli last week as I was driving home or whatever, and uh, he obviously took offense. Eli, if you're listening, I understand. Hey, look, you know, I appreciate your uh, defense of your alma mater, and Washtenaw has had a great run. My point, and I probably didn't articulate it correctly, was I think this year the GAC runs through Searcy, Arkansas, and Harding. I just think, you know, Washtenaw goes to Harding later in the year. Uh, I just think that uh, uh, them missing out on the playoffs last year with the tradition they have there Mm -hmm. with their home schedule, uh, I just think Harding is the favorite. So, Eli – Eli, I've got a book I want you to review for me, so I don't want you to be mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How about early returns on high school, Coach? Yeah, it was great to get it started. Uh, as I mentioned last week, I had uh, I've got five former players that I'm aware of, and maybe more, but I think there's five. Uh, four of them play; they all won. So congratulations to my guys out there. I had opportunity to text with a lot of them. Quad Sanders, big win mm-hmm. at Bryant. Seems like the tradition continues there. Of course, yep. he was a big part of that. Um, I mentioned Conway going to Bentonville. Uh, that's a heck of a way to start uh, your tenure, mm-hmm. you know, for Buck James. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bentonville looked obviously on paper very impressive, blowing out somebody. Pretty good name from mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Oklahoma yeah. yeah, so you got to go on the road. Uh, Bentonville has that one game under their belt. So all their jitters, their, you know, coaches got an opportunity to evaluate their team. Conway hasn't had that opportunity yet. So I think that's a tough I think Conway still could get that game, but I think that's a tough, yeah. tough one to start your career with. Certainly, with high expectations for the Wampus Cats, you know. Um, 
Benville's got an SEC player in C.J. Brown, yeah, the wide right. receiver yeah, that committed so, to Arkansas. Uh, and last week, I think he had two or three touchdowns. He threw for a touchdown. Yeah. He's, he's he's explosive. A he yeah, is. He's a dude. Yeah. Uh, last week, you know, Catholic, another nice win with North Little Rock. Um, that's two years in a row. You know, a Catholic lost a lot, but obviously they've got things. Well, they returned the right 10 to... starters on defense, and they shut down North Little Rock defensively. Yeah. The, the big thing is replacing Sam Sanders, the quarterback. quarterback and yeah. He was kind of the heart of that team that willed them to so many wins last year. They're going to miss him at some point, but uh, the, the uh, Jackson England, the yeah. quarterback that stepped in, yeah. had a nice game against North Little Rock. I'll get a chance to see them, my youngest son who played quarterback at Catholic, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Uh, he's going to come in for homecoming, so we'll catch that game with uh, El Dorado in a few weeks. But uh, I was impressed with Catholic winning that game again. That North Little Rock had a lot to play for, and Catholic stepped up, you know. What are you doing on Friday nights nowadays? I catch a football game every now and then. Um, certainly this year with Ryan Howard and Austin Emerson yeah. and Zach and all those guys. Um, Got to make more of an effort to get out and do that. Sometimes there's a college football game on. You know, I may stay home and watch that, but – well, Wes, if you mention this, I apologize, but one of your former players that alerted me, Coach, to, you know, obviously Lakeside's got a you know new coaching mm-hmm. staff, and they won yeah. over the weekend. Beat Lake Hamilton. Their First quarter- time in years. Their quarterback had a 300-200 game, I want to say, or something insane like that. I have to go back and look at wow. it. Wow. It was something nuts. Did you see this? I knew he had over 300 yards passing, and they lit it, lit up Lake, Lake Hamilton. I got this in the middle of the day, so I know I wasn't drinking. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, AJ Hermilio, Hermosillo, uh, Hermosillo, Jacob Hermosillo, fifteen rushes, two hundred five, one TD, three hundred seven passing with three touchdowns. I'm gonna go ahead and name my player of the week. Wow, nice! I didn't Dude. know he had the two hundred yards rushing. That's ins- on fifteen carries. Yeah, sickening. And they played like Hamilton, right? Yes. Yeah, that was a huge uh, high score. rivalry game. Yeah, rivalry they hadn't game. beaten yeah. them in, well yeah. since they restarted playing. National uh, national championship in FBS. Where are you leaning? Yeah, but yeah, but coach, this is the most toss-up year I've ever I can remember. Like toss-up SEC, toss-up national championship race. I mean, I'm gonna throw a couple teams in it, and I know they they're gonna be better. Penn State and USC. Money-wise, I love Penn State. USC will be better. They're gonna be better. Even though you saw what they did week yeah, one, did. look like the same team from last year. They'll be there. Why is that? Because of Lincoln Riley. Year two, uh, he'll be there. They'll be there. I think it'll either be them or Washington. I think they beat Washington. I think they go undefeated. The question is, can they beat Utah? Well, Sam Rising's not playing. Is that his name? Cam Rising? Cam Rising, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Sam Cam. Did he not play? He's been injured. I didn't know that. Yeah, he may not play against Florida this week. Okay. That'll Uh, that'll change things. Yeah, so. What do you think about Florida? USC's my dark horse. Um, Year two, um, they're going to be around 500, I think. Okay. But I think they're going to be a better football team. And, again, the SEC is so hard to show, you know, big improvement. It's right. just such a tough dead gum league week in and week out. So, um, yeah, I think they're about 500. I won't bring it up again, but we debated a lot yesterday about game times because they moved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to come on the air and fake and pretend like they moved the game back to three today, but I said it not to. <laughs> um, if you're picking a game time for a home game, What's your favorite start time? Today? Generally. Generally, 6 or 7 o'clock. Okay, you like an evening game? Yeah, so I grew up in South Louisiana. LSU played at 7.30. When I coached at McNeese, we played at 7.30. When I played at Nichols, we coached at Nichols, we played at 7.30. Even Louisiana Tech, we played at night. 
I am not a fan of 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock kickoffs, for, or even 3 o'clock kickoffs for that, for that matter. Um, but with that being said, this is an, an historic venue. I, I listen to what Rex Nelson said. And mm-hmm. having a, a child in the military and a daughter-in-law that was in the military, having this symbol uh, for our state, it's a memorial. It, it, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the largest statue in the, in the state, and it means something. And right. I didn't see the video yet, Wes. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it. But um, we need to honor you know, playing, playing in that stadium and playing that game. And, and I think it's I think it's important to the people of Central and South Arkansas that they play a game at least every year, every other year, regardless of the re- opponent, um, for the for the fans number one, and then to honor those that have come before us um, by playing in that stadium. And I was blessed to have an opportunity to coach in that stadium two or three times, once in a tornado, by the way. I remember that one. Yeah, I'm watching sheet metal. UAPB. That was not a fun day. <laughs> I'm watching sheet metal go over the stadium. And I'm going, what are we doing here? The, the, bane, of, the bane of the broadcaster, coaches, players, fans' existence is the the weather delay. That's right. Nothing worse. There's nothing worse. But did, did do, you you, remember, do you remember the 10 going over the back of the south horrible. end zone? Yeah. I'm going, why are we out here, fellas? Right. What's, uh, you remember what your record is there? Undefeated. Okay. Yeah, I think That's pretty three, good. Three and 0 oh. That's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Just a couple minutes left here. Clint Conk wrapping up his first segment. Again, thanks to Farm Brothers Flying Service, and we appreciate them. This is how many years now? Uh, three or four years, I believe. Three years. Uh, I'm going to hang out with Lance after this. Uh, they're cutting rice right now, so I'm going to go hang out with him and uh, have a combine experience. Is he getting horses running anywhere right now? Uh, they're all uh, getting prepared, I think. But he's got several that I we're going to get him on later, hopefully during football season and then before horse season. Um, I think he's got a couple that he's pretty excited about that are going to possibly run at Oakland this nice. year. Nice. Yeah, he's in the horse business deep. Let's put it like that. <laughs> a couple things here. Tony says, Sam could do no wrong until yesterday. Don't care what fans think what he said. Wish Coach Pitt would see the Houston Nut playbook on playing in Little Rock. The game should be 6.30 or 7, and it would be a blowout. Instead, the game time is what Carolina would want. Don't like it, especially his attitude towards Little Rock will show. First game, and they, Arkansas coaching and staff, and some of the team, don't want to be in Little Rock. It's going to be a slow start and a bad game. Tell you what I'd prefer, honestly. It'd be a Friday night. You can't really do it with high school. Or a Thursday. I do. I always like a Thursday yeah, open. I Those do. are fun. Um, but you're again, you're going to impact tailgating. I get it. Then for Little Rock fans, a lot of that has to do with the tailgating. Riverman says, La- uh, look at last week's Russellville game. Tracy Daniels broke two single-game records in yards and TDs. 288 yards rushing school record and four touchdowns. That's a good night. Yeah. Against Moralton. Yeah. Yeah. Big he was game. my player of the week last okay. night. Yeah. It's because you didn't see the kid from Lakeside. I, honestly, I'll be honest. I did not know he ran for 200 yards. That's, and I was trying to look that up to verify That guy it. had a career. Oh, my gosh. that's an, And that's we had insane. highlights. We were there. And it was yeah, a great game. Insane. They jumped out to a huge lead. And, and Lake, Lake Hamilton, Hamilton scored like to, 21 yep. points in the fourth quarter to, and had a chance. Mike says on Asher Record Life and Feedback, still a ton of tickets available on third-party sites like SeatGeek. Uh, if you're just going to tailgate, check prices and get your ticket. Seeing lines drop to six wins for Arkansas the last couple of days, and media outlets and even Twitter saying under six. I'd hammer that, Ooh, and oh, that yeah. will be a huge disappointment. Our uh, your buddy Navy Mike writes in: If Arkansas goes five hundred in the SEC with KJ and Rocket, that will that will unilaterally have to be considered a failure with a third-year starting quarterback and a head coach that makes $6 million. No, because they're going to be underdogs in at least four of those games, Mike. You're going to be an underdog at Alabama. You're going to be an underdog at Ole Miss. You're going to be an underdog in a neutral site against A&M. You're going to be an underdog at LSU. You will possibly be an underdog, likely, at Florida. 
or maybe a toss-up game just because it's a road game. You'd probably be a, a small underdog. Yeah, and then you're going to be favored in your home games. Let me tell you that. this. I, I didn't coach in the SEC. I did coach FBS for seven years, and we played SEC West teams and SEC East teams mm-hmm. during my tenure at Louisiana Tech. If you could win eight football games in the SEC with that schedule and you're Arkansas and where you were three years ago, that's a heck of a year. And, and, and Mike has some good points there. But, man, look, that's a tough league, dude. I mean, how many national champions have come out of the SEC in the last 25 years? Too many. Yes. Coach, thank you. We'll see you next week. You bet. Thanks again, Farm Brothers.